With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. 
Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink, and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. A camel turn Yeah, I have. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's episode 38, season 7 of the Fighting Cock podcast. Today I'm joined by Carl Donnelly. Hello. And we've got Ricky TFC. Alright. How you doing? Uh good. How's everything going? Um, good as well. Yeah, you broke your arm. I have broken my arm, yeah. How'd you do that? I did it um snowboarding. Oh that's cool. It is it's cool and like... middle class, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> is it... <laughs> I tell you, I'm the only person who's ever celebrated breaking our arm. But you're not middle class. Well I'm now. I? Yeah, yeah, because you've worked hard. Yeah. Are you a kind of proponent for that kind of right-wing philosophy? If you work hard, you can get everything you want? No, not at all. I mean, of course, when you say work hard, I mean, I've put effort into... Surely you're I don't the, work hard. You're I'm the living embodiment up. of the right-wing philosophy, aren't you? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my plan is, yeah. to be the poster boy for the alt-right. <laughs> so far, that say alt-right? <laughs> said just right-wing. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm talking um, conservative, nothing sinister. No, I don't know, I don't really work hard, you know, I've got a nice, easy life. But I feel like I'm quite happy that I've made it out of working classes and now I snowboard and break my arm. Yeah, if you don't know, Carl Donnelly's a, 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 a fully functioning stand-up fully comedian. Fully functioning, professional stand-up yeah. comedian. It's, uh, it's my only job. It's, that's that's good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Could anyone? Be I was good? getting paid to be to break my. I was I was doing gigs in the Alps when I broke my. Oh, that's something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But the other thing is the pressure to make people laugh and to write good shit. Is it? Do you worry about that stuff anymore? You, you just do know you're early funny. on, and then you go through a sort of almost a creative arc where by the end of it, you almost resent them for laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiots! <laughs> just stand there looking at you, fucking pleb. That's where I'm at. Laughing now. at my jokes <laughs> like some fucking chimpanzees. Yeah. I love that. Like, like, I think like 12, yeah, I've been doing it for 12 years. You resent them. And then it's not resent, but now it's more, I, I try and please myself more than the audience. Right. So you're kind of, you're, you've gone up your own ass. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like Radiohead. Yeah. Yeah, you're the radio head of the comedy. Radio head of right wing comedians. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, I'm not right wing. Yeah, is that, is I'm that, fucking vegan. Is it, I know, but this is the thing is that they, they wouldn't imagine many right wing vegans. Um, but you're could, probably the first happen, one I've right? met. But it's always that thing when they say Hitler was vegetarian, wasn't it? Uh, uh, which I don't think has ever been corroborated. <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to clarify. <laughs> you, 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 you want to claim, take that back? Well, I'm not giving him it, mate. <laughs> I don't give a shit. He's not, I don't care if he's... But he might have done meat-free Mondays. <laughs> but I don't think he was a vegetarian. <laughs> you, uh, you went snowboarding once. Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. I did, well, it wasn't snowboarding. I supported a mate... Um, who was going skiing, 
and uh, I went to a dry slope ski place in Hemel Hempstead, mm. and they just said to the guy, like, when you get there, just 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 lie because he he won't let you on the big slopes if you haven't skied before, and you can't <laughs> come with me. So I was like, all right, fine, uh, I'll lie. And then my mate was like, yeah, I'll lie. <laughs> so uh, he just said, like, when, when the when that uh, the ski lift comes down, just grab the pole. Pull it down, put it between your legs, lean back, and it'll, and it'll take you up. So I was just, that a few times. So I was just in this queue reciting this, right? Pull, pull down. That's it. Between your right, legs. Yeah, between your legs, yeah. And then um, I just kept kept thinking about it, and then I just heard um, this uh, instructor or someone just bellow out, "Let go of the fucking pole!" <laughs> and I looked, and my mate was being dragged up the ski hill, <laughs> just laying on the floor. <laughs> well, the, sp- the spring was coming out, and he let go, and he just got doing. I was fucking crying with laughter. Absolutely brilliant, man. Uh, I tell you what, weren't funny. And we're going to get Rick's got a story. I don't know if it's great or not oh. uh, about his. Uh, he bought a new sofa. We'll leave it there because uh, remind us to go back to it. Because <laughs> we want to get a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll leave a little cliffhanger there, just so um, just so people who get bored about Spurs, there's other good stuff coming. Uh, but see, what weren't funny um, resulting in Southampton. Nah, we, yeah, yeah. You know, did not enjoy that. It was shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a shit match all round. So I, I've, I've got. I kept uh, waiting for it. A few times it looked like it was going to get a bit spicy, which I thought at least that would save some yeah. something. But it never tipped over, did it? Um, I, I, I kind of spent my. I spent my, my. I watched the game with my missus and, and the two kids. And I've kind of. I don't want to swear around them because I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to poison their mind with that sort of stuff until they're ready to use the language in the way it should be used. Now, I have no issue with people swearing, fuck, cunt, all that good. That's good stuff to me. Yeah. I like, enjoy that because yeah. it's a way of articulating yourself. Yeah. Um, but not when you're eight. No. You know, no. that's, that's not. I mean, don't, they don't need it. No. You know, unless they bang their shin, then it's fine. Yeah. But um, <laughs> well, I think it was when Harry Kane, uh, he came to him on the left-hand side, and we didn't really deserve to win, but it, and he, he flashed it wide, he drilled it across, remember it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and um, I must have been a pitcher, because they're not really into football. Like, they're not, like, they kind of watch it, my missus will follow it, and she, she knows the team and stuff now. But cut to me, while they're just on the thing, we've got a nice fire burning... <laughs> It's quite nice. That's warm and toasty it is. Yeah. I've got a glass of wine. Cut to me, on my knees, screaming, no, fucking no, and punching the floor. <laughs> punching the floor. I, I'm, I, I'm embarrassed. I was in front of two, a eight, eight, eight and nine-year-old, and I was punching the floor, going, no. Yeah. It's what football does to you. It does. I was saying, but I was with my... My missus, missus, I haven't called her my missus for a while, actually. What, like, I've been out in the Alps with proper people, haven't yeah, what, what, <laughs> what, what do the, the far-right call their women? <laughs> uh, my uh, life partner. <laughs> <laughs> no, my girlfriend, she, um, she, was, yeah, she was making some lovely vegan cauliflower cheese. Is she vegan as well? She's a vegan as well, yeah. You made her? Uh, no, we both met as vegan. We met originally, before we ever like, got it on. I'm still coming off these painkillers. Um, <laughs> Got it on. I won't give you loads of tramadol at a doctor in France. Have you ever had a go on them? I haven't. I haven't. Heroin tablets, isn't it? Yeah, is that what it it's is? It's an opiate. Yeah. I've, uh, tramadol nights was, um, it oh, was Frankie, Frankie Boyle's, Boyle's Named thing, after that, the yeah. prescription opiate. 
Tramadol. Good. Which I've had a right old couple of weeks on, mate. Really? Good, anyway, good time? <laughs> great times. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the, the cold down, time. <laughs> but, you know, we'll be able to get on the skag for a bit. Just to write it out. I bet it's all right. Skag? Yeah. Overrated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was making a vegan cauliflower cheese, which is a real thing. And she was just there. Like, we've got, you know, at the, in the, we've got a you know, kitchen diner area. Oh, of course. Front room. Doing I was sitting well. there watching the match and I... Yeah, when that miss as well was a particular yeah. off the sofa. Fucking hell. Oh, flashpoint. Yeah. But so, so you're kind of a you're quite reserved. No, not reserved. Uh, refined. I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite comic. a quiet, chilled person. Yeah, comic. Um, you know, you, you you see the world, and most comedians do in in a, I think, a holistic way. Yeah. Most, unless you're a Dice Man. Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> but even that was, I think, was satire. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, but but her, and that's what she knows it to be. But football, such a Basic, yeah, almost pathetic in the way that people get so bored up about it. Yeah, I, I, especially at I, home. I, this is the thing. I get it when you're in a, at a match. Like if you're in a match, you're in a group of people, and it's a group sort of almost hysteria, isn't it? Yeah, like it's, uh, there is something I catch myself sometimes at home on my own. You know, just jumping around the front room. Mm. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, because I, I think it's because um, when you go to the football, not not knowing that you actually do this, but for myself, I'm quite a, a docile guy. Like, you know, if any confrontation, I'm not really interested. I'm just, you know. Um, but when I go to the football and I'm watching the football, like Flav was saying, like my swearing is just like it's it's really like over the worst, <laughs> like the most si- simplest thing. It's like, do you fucking lace up, you fucking cunt, fucking quit, like just going off and not. There's no need. There is no need. <laughs> you say that, like, Rick, oh, mate, it's mate, we, we spent a lot of time together over the last fifteen or tw- tw- fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen you get pretty aggy in situations where I wouldn't expect. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, when you were drunk back in the day. Oh, you, but yeah. But it, when I was drunk, though, I. Oh, no one walk- knows what's going on. Yeah, but you'd be walking on the street and I'd be looking at you and everything's normal. Like, I don't realise how drunk you I didn't know if he was... I, he's, we'd had a few beers. It's not yeah. a big problem. And he's uh, he's walking along and I turn around and he's just booting a fucking bin, bin bag but there's a rubbish up the street. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Rick, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? It's up a street, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Booting a, a, a rubbish bag Tonight full of... me angry. Yeah, what, yeah. rubbish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, left on the street. Yeah. 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 Bin not doing their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet you, when you lived in London, you looked out the window and there's, there's foxes pulling about you, fucking cancer. <laughs> yeah, open the window, just screaming yeah. at four in the morning. Fuck off! <laughs> um, what was it about the result that was particularly irritating? The how shit, how mood, it was just nothing to it, was there? It was, it was a really moody performance yeah, all was, around. There was yeah. no, one, no one came out of it in any. No. I think the only person, actually, I think the best period of the match was when Waniyama came on. I thought, actually, we settled down. Yeah. We had a bit of dominance and nothing came of it, but I think he shored it up. I think it was a testament to how much we've missed him. That's my tuppence worth. My, the thing that annoyed me the most was how shit Southampton were. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Defensively, uh, uh, yeah, it was terrible. And that we just couldn't take advantage of it with the players and the calibre of the players that we had. Even at, like, a 70% oh, yeah. of them performing, would, would not, in, any you, other day would... would did you Which go to the Boxing Day match? No, no I didn't watched actually. Because I'd say I was there, and I'd say they were one of the worst teams I've seen us play this I said year that. by a long way. Like, yeah, they were absolute dog shit. The fact that they scored two goals is a travesty. They <laughs> <laughs> should have scored more. Like, we could have won ten two, couldn't we? Yeah, and they weren't a different team yesterday. No. We just didn't. 
do what we normally do. Do, do you not find that uh, were... on the last pod as well, when Wendy's prediction was, he was like, yeah, I feel it's a six, seven, <laughs> five or six or seven. And I was just like, fuck it now, he's got that one wrong. Uh, there were, there were, we did have chances to, to win that game. You know, the die at the post... There weren't guilt edge chances. There no, there, no. We, did, we did have chances, yeah, but and like they had a saying, few as well, so yeah, that's yeah. the thing. They had a that, couple of ones. That, that young guy that came on late in the match, oh, probably, yeah, really he young, he was 17, wasn't uh, he? He should have scored, but obviously shit his yeah. pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. I felt bad for him, even though I shouldn't, because yeah. he's, he's so young. Yeah, I, I like the fact that the, the Ferrari coming, like, coming in, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, look at him, he's 17, he's got all the goals in the youth league. You get in there and you shit your pants. Big boy league now, isn't it? No fucking about anymore, playing against fucking 16-year-old kids. Well, they oh. might, you know, haven't even fucking grown. The yeah. balls ain't dropped yet. Oh, it's all fine. Well and good scoring forty goals against them. <laughs> now, when you've got a guilt edge chance, that we somehow give to you. <laughs> you've got an open goal, open goal against our backup yeah. keeper. And you sh- yeah, drop you sh- your ass. You shit your pants, over Femi. <laughs> and, and, and do you know what I think? I'd say you know, it, it, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. No. You're fucking shit. Yeah. Bury it or you're out. That's what yeah. you say to him before he goes I, I, off. I often transfer this thing. Yeah, get rid of him, mate. <laughs> get rid of him. Do what they do. Have you seen? Because that had a boxing day match. Like Southampton fans were booing Nathan Redmond. You know, really? they've really turned on him. Really? He's been so dog shit. Really? And he kept getting picked. You know, so I mean, obviously their fans are, you know, mm. horrible. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Turn on their own players. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not, you know, Oberfemi needs to up his game, innit? I've always hated Southampton as well. Well, I, didn't I, I, they were, I didn't realise their fans were horrible. The, um, the, the, I remember it was it back worked. in the day. Who was their uh, old chairman? Oh, Rupert Lowe. Uh, yeah, Rupert Lowe, that's <laughs> it. Right, to get it out <laughs> for the flow uh, of the pod. And he, he always used to be like, like if Tottenham were bidding for Southampton players or anything like that, He'd be like, well, why does he want to go Tottenham? Southampton are just as big a club, and like he'd always try and kind of like rile us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, Fuck off, mate. mate. Um, do, do, do you long for the days when a, a, a draw away from home in the Premier League was a good result? Do, do I long for those? Yeah, like when, when we used to be happy. Cause it's no, about, no, I don't long for Well, following your football club's no. about happiness, isn't it? It's about how, how happy does my football club make me, and the better they get, then... I don't know if that's true. I don't know, maybe I'm just, you know... I think following's just a thing. It's just a, it's not a one thing or another, it's just yeah. it is what it is. But like, I don't long for them days, but I also don't forget those days, which I think a lot of Tottenham fans do, and that's why they lose their shit and uh, play badly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I remember, like, when, when I was a kid... Uh, junior Spurs, me and my dad were going playing home, and when we were playing away, um, I wouldn't go, but I would be with my mates and we'd get our like um, pocket money, paper round money, we'd go to the city centre, we'd buy our McDonald's and we'd be walking around, and then twice we'd pop into the local TV store, and then it'd be like, mate, have you got the remote control for this TV? Stick on Teletext. Have a little check to see when the, see the results. That's as much vintage. There's young people listening. What the fuck is he talking about? And, uh, and every Pop single time <laughs> away, we'd be losing every yeah. single time. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> every time, yeah. never fucking went oh, yeah, away, yeah, yeah. never. But do I long for those days of like get, scraping a draw and that? No, I do oh, not. Oh, I, do, I do. I do miss the fact that I think now there is a chunk of Tottenham fans. Who've let it go, a few se- good seasons go to their heads, yeah. and now they expect us to batter every <laughs> team we come up against, is and it, they can't deal with the fact that it, now and again we play shit. Is it is that our penance then for the success that you have? That the the price is 
that you have to deal with a section of Spurs fans that go fucking it mental. All fans. Look at Arsenal fans now. They've yeah. never got over the fact yeah, they're shit we... after a couple of good years by yeah. luck we've all, <laughs> 10 we've years all, ago. We've all, we've all prided ourselves, though, on the fact that we're nothing like them, but absolutely... No, um, but we've got a much smaller percentage of them. Their whole fan base is that. Yeah. Whereas we've just got a very small percentage of people that haven't... have, have forgotten the past. Yeah. You know, all, all they do, they, they either they remember the old, old days or they just remember the last few years and they can't deal with the fact that... We're not Man City or the current Man City. are just fucking dominant. The um, thing is, though, right? I, I, there's, there's, there's often times, I don't know if you two have got the, the app Time Hop, where it kind of um, takes you back to your old Facebook and, uh, uh, tweets and stuff like that. And there's tweets from like two, three years ago where it's just like it comes up to every transfer window. And I'm seeing all my ones now come up saying, need a replacement for Ericsson when Ericsson's off. Off the boil, or he's unfit. Like oh, we've got to bring him on, replace and stuff like that. Mm. And since then, we we don't really have a player that is like a like for like. But it's never going to be in the same calibre as Ericsson because they're not going to sit on the bench. But yeah. there's never been that. But you're I don't always, know. That narrative is always going to play out, always, forever, to the end of time. Well, then buy a player then. What <laughs> you might, yeah, the, but you'd but say surely Dembele used to be able to sit a bit higher up the pitch. He's never been like he's not amazing. No, no. But I mean, he used to be a, a bit more. Now, he, as he's aged, he's slowly moving yeah, back. He'll yeah, be in goal yeah. next season, probably. <laughs> but, you know, he, I think... He had a bad game, of, a bad, bad game. Yeah, this season, yeah, we yeah. haven't... Yeah, he can't... He was incredible against Everton. <laughs> he's incredible <laughs> against Everton, but he's, he was uh, he's very average uh, yesterday. Yeah, uh, and, it's, and, it's, and he gets a bit, yeah, scrappy and stuff. And I mean, he should have he should have been booked in the first half. And how he yeah. got... He had about eight tackles. Yeah, eight was, yeah he rode his luck. Mm. But... Yeah, I suppose you know. But who would you? Yeah, there is. Who would you have? Like Lamella on instead of him, or yeah? I mean, if Wanyama, obviously Wanyama can't be fit yet because he should have been starting in the middle. We had a question from Molly Cole. He said, "Why the fuck did Sissoko start ahead of Lamella?" Right. I don't know. Quite a good question. I really don't. Tough. Again, it's got to be fitness. The best it? questions are hard to answer. But surely it's, it's got to be fitness. There's no other. I, but what? even if he was, even if he could have played for sixty minutes and then yeah, bring Sissoko maybe. on. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my gut feeling was that given because the conditions weren't great, it was pissing down the rain. It had oh, been there was postponements all over the place in Scotland. But the the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mella and Wanyama, you don't for people that had long term injuries, you don't bring them back into a game where their legs no, are no, getting no. like, the pitch is sodden. It's going to be leggy as fuck. You know, risk injury. That said, you kind of would have taken a year another year long Lamella injury. injury. Rather than ninety minutes, yeah. But then I suppose so people say all this. Why didn't he pick? Why didn't he, but Pochettino can only go on our last match against Southampton, surely, and we walked it. So yeah. he must have yeah. thought there's no point risking Wanyama and Lamella yeah. and just play Sissoko. And yeah, and yeah. So I think it was probably uh, a well-intentioned decision that just backfired because they actually they played better than when they came to Wembley. Yeah, but we did. just happened to play notably worse, especially bad. Um, there's a lot, a lot of questions. I didn't really want to talk about uh, substitutions again, but a lot of questions, a lot of scrutiny over Pochettino and his, his delayed willingness to, to change the game by a substitution. Um, I'm not going to add to what I've said previously on other podcasts. What, what do you guys think? Um, you can, uh, it's difficult to say because, yeah, you could, you could say that he, he takes a while to, to, to make his subs. Um, but then he, he he's the coach who's picked the team and he believes in his tactics, he believes in the, the players and he believes that 
eventually with with their fitness and and how, how good they are that they'll eventually get the goals that, yeah. that we're look, that, that we're looking for and the, the pressure mounts up and people can't sustain that amount of defending or there, there will be that time where we're kind of clicking to gear and then we'll score and he believes that and and uh, up to a point like you know I I I believe that and I, and I think against Southampton I was just like I know it's a struggle at the moment but you just know someone's going to bang it in and we're going to win it exactly. you, you, just, you, just, you just I knew I, it was going to yeah. happen but I did and, like and more so happen. after the substitution so once we once when the armour was on Lamella it seemed like we were spending more time up in there yeah, yeah. yeah and it felt I did I for that especially that last sort of five minutes it was just non-stop yeah. wasn't it? it did feel like we were going to get a Winner, and if we did it, we wouldn't even be having this. Well, we would be having this. Conversation, there's, there's, there's also that uh, I, I don't know what I, I'm not going to quite look for like, but there's a, there's an Einstein. I think it's Einstein where it's like if you're doing something, no, I'm going to no, no, near him. No, 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 no go on. No, go on, Rick. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way I'm going to try and quote Einstein. But it's it's along the lines of if you're doing something the same, then you're always going to get the same result. So if if we're playing for ninety minutes, then and we're playing the same players, and you're not going to be able to change anything if it's, if it's going the same. So the longer you leave it, the like less chance you've got to to work with the the result. And I would, but then you you could. That's well said, for it, actually. That's quite good. Got me thinking. Yeah, well done. You, <laughs> could, you could make the change at like fifty, fifty-five minutes, but then it, it, to me, that's a bit panicky. It's a bit like then you don't have that belief. Yeah. Exactly, in a team that have won previous matches. Yeah. Well, we've lost, we've lost one game in uh, 10, 11 games, yeah. and that was Man City away. And of those, we've won eight. It's like... In hindsight, I'm like, oh, like against Southampton, it's like, yeah, we should, we should have changed yeah. it on 60 minutes. But then if we would have come out of that 2-1, I'd have been like, potch nose, man. Yeah, yeah nose. exactly. Said it over and over again, game of inches and all that shit. Anyway, um, Sergio Lucas, eighteen eighty two. He says, "Is this the most important February ever in the history of THFC?" I mean, no. The answer <laughs> to that, isn't it? <laughs> I can't remember any other important Februarys. Apparently, really, um, it's a lot. It's quite bold. Um, history, huh? History is probably my typing. Um, uh, I think I, I guess I included this question because. Do you know every every race, every generation of human being thinks that they prophesize this doom, they prophesize yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of humanity, the end is nigh, yeah, um, and then it, it never happens. Um, I think again, like human beings are so reactive to what's going on around them. Spurs fans are going to be reactive to what's going on around them. We've got a game against Arsenal at home. We've got Man United at home and is it Chelsea away. I think he's talking about those. And then, uh, and then you've got Liverpool away. Though. Uh, Liverpool away, sorry. And then you've got the two Juve games. Is it the most important in our history? Absolutely not. I mean, no. it's not even the most important in the last six years. No. I mean, February. Maybe February. It's quite a specific. It's quite. You're asking a lot yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You're asking a lot. Yes, yeah, an, inter- sure it's answer, an interesting sure, yeah, February. Short sure answers. So, no, but it is an interesting February. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Oh yeah. 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 We could come out of this. Like, I mean, if we won all of those games or, or got a draw out in, in Turin, beat Arsenal at home. Games, as if we're going to win all those games. The, 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 most, the biggest danger is Liverpool away. I, I've been so impressed with Liverpool this yeah. year. Yeah. And we got spanked there last year. I mean, yeah. I went and I hated it yeah. so much. Yeah. Was that, did you get a ticket like last, last knockings? And I got a ticket, ticket on, and it was a kid's Twitter ticket as well. Like so yeah, it was a child's ticket. <laughs> and, the, and, and then luckily, 
because they've had a redevelopment and all that. They've um, they've got electric turnstiles now, so no, there's no one there to check. Yeah. <laughs> I went there thinking uh, I was just going to pretend like, no, nah, mate, what? I didn't even know it was a kid's ticket. Was you not going to pretend like you had some sort of brain injury? Yeah, I did that as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's my backup plan. Um, but, but would it have been speech or? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no one checked. It's quality. Walked straight in. Pitch side, mate. It was right. It was, right. It was good. Good litter. Good. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, all the I horror to watch all the horrible <laughs> yeah. defending. There was a fight. Some of our fans had a fight between them. What there was, was one guy giving Ben Davis so much shit that someone got the ump. And, yes, and then finally, after about ten minutes, constantly, people were already going, "Oh, shut up, mate!" And then one guy just turned around, and went, "Mate, will you fucking shut up? It ain't helping." Yeah. And he just went, "Sure, you fucking shut." And he just kicked off. Did he got a lump? Yeah, mate. Um, I've seen that a couple of times at Wembley as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I have no idea what it was about. I know there was like like two two lads, obviously. Shout, I, I don't know if, it, if it's something similar, but he just the geezer just turned around, walked up, walked up a couple of stairs, and just absolutely flew into the. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that what, what? So I don't, I don't think anyone should get fucking clumped because they're voicing their opinion over it. But there is a there, there is a there's a line. If, yeah, if you should all know, around yeah. you are telling you you're being out of order. Yeah. maybe you should take something uh, out. And, and, and the thing is, and it, it ain't helping. That genuinely doesn't help. Shouting constantly at your left back. Fucking pull yourself to give you a clue of shit. You yeah, can. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's not helping. He's really getting. He's having a bad day already, mate. Like, I, I, I understand <laughs> if you feel that way. If you feel that way about a player, I get it. I understand it completely. Excuse me. Um, but if you're like. Um, you know, vocally making your opinions known. What you're doing is you're projecting to your audience or yeah, to, totally. to the people around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes, if you project that whatever your opinion might be, someone in your vicinity might take exception to exactly. it and take exception with you, and so you get punched in the face. What you should, well, I, I agree. I, I think anyone should be able to express themselves in any way they want, whether that be racism, sexual, uh, sexism, homophobia, whatever it is. But be prepared for what you're going to receive Absolutely. back. So I, I could be racist good, right now, but if someone wants to come up and punch me in the face, I should be accepting of that. Totally. You yeah, know what I mean? Your opinions should be held to account. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We live in a Western civilization. We're able to give our opinion. Yeah. You can, with that voice, yeah. horrible opinions. Yeah, if it falls opinions. out of the law, you get done by the law. Yes, yeah, exactly. You're responsible. You're an arsehole. Yeah. You get dealt with by other people. Yeah, you're responsible for what you say. And totally. in that instance... In instance, there's going to be people around you disagree, and if those people are hard enough or don't give a fuck enough, then you get a slap. Yeah, yeah you will get slapped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lily White underscore Army says, "Is it is this a, uh, this is this as good as it gets with the money power in, uh, the other top six have? Do we stand any chance of winning the league or the Champions League? Is it as good as it gets? Well, we stand a chance because Leicester fucking proved that, didn't they? Yeah. So, and we stand a better chance than most people. Mm. So, yeah, we do stand a chance. But it is difficult. It always will be difficult until we're di- multi-billionaire. It's difficult for everybody. Absolutely. It's, like, it's, it, it's difficult for Man City to continue to play the way they are. It's yeah. hard for them They're to do it. They're doing it now after a few years of not doing it. Well, not, not, I mean, how long they've had their money? Eight years. This is the yeah, most dominant yeah, they've yeah, ever yeah. been. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to, that... Uh, two out of the last three seasons, Spurs have been the nearest, most challenger, more or less, for for, for the title. I mean, this is one season, don't? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the key. Message... I think these people though, there's a lot of people that are paranoid. If we don't finish top four, suddenly we're going to just like disintegrate and 
get Pochettino leave and we'll end up just having another you know, we'll be finishing 10th for another 10 years or something I, think you should, I don't think that will you happen. should be more worried if you're a Stoke fan at the state totally. of the Premier League or, or Southampton or, or, Watford. or Watford and you're looking at it and thinking we can, we'll never be able to penetrate that top six your yeah. Spurs fans whinging about the current situation because we drew to Southampton but we're in that top six we're one of the power clubs yeah. We, there will be opportunities for us to challenge for the league again Definitely. because it's just the way... It's Certainly if you, you st- stick with people like Pochettino and give Levy some, yeah. Levy some time because he's he's always going to engineer it so so that we have that opportunity. Yeah. And also, like what's, worst case scenario, if you're a football fan for your club, is they go into administration or stuff like that. Our worst case scenario is we finish six, Pochettino leaves... Levy sells Kane or whatever. We make fuck shit loads of money. Mm. We'll get a good manager in, and they'll have loads of money to spend. They can rebuild the team. It's just a team. We're not we're not going to fall out of the league. You yeah. know what I mean? Actually, I think we're in a good place. You, Worst case scenario, not getting top four is not the end of the world. It's bad. It would be annoying, but we'll yeah. live. I think as well, like uh, Flav saying, like you know, we, we will challenge for, for the league again and stuff like that. So I've I've supported to like uh, I'm 35, and I've you know. Consciously been supporting Spurs for I don't know what twenty five years or whatever, and within that time we have <laughs> finished second once yeah, yeah, yeah. that I that I that I know of and, and third. I never dreamed that we would get anywhere near or, or, or a commentator would utter the words that we're in a title race. Yeah, Tottenham Hotspur are in a title race. Yeah, no, it, inconceivable. I yeah. just like it's like, and, and I know it's like, yeah, we should be happy with that. You should be always aiming for top for the top. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I really do. Yeah. But fr- from where where I am and, and where I've been following Tottenham and what I grew up in and stuff like that, it like. Second and third is like fucking well, hell. You're, saying, you're saying you shouldn't, you shouldn't be happy about that. You shouldn't be happy about it. You shouldn't be, you know, like delighted with that. No, you shouldn't be happy or delighted. You should be fucking grateful. <laughs> yeah. Like be grateful for the fact that you fucking Absolutely. in this mental world where so much money gets piled in that a Spurs team that's performing below where it should be performing is uh, sorry above should should be in a position where it challenges for the league. I'd be grateful for that. Yeah. Because I tell you what, it's a road to ruin if you if you think that that, that Spur it is going to get much much better than this. Yeah. We're never. The question probably is pertinent because we, we may never be what Man City are. Yeah. Yeah. But nor will anyone else. No, this, no. this Man City side is incredible because of the investment in it. And there'll be, there'll be divs out there saying if we don't finish top four, get rid of Pochettino. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. are divs. I've heard it. Yeah. And that's so, just, so, like, is, is, that is, I know it sounds dismissive, but that is what they are. Divs. Yeah. They're mental. Yeah. 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 They kind of, the kind of optimism that the I mean can still hold for the return. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right, uh, fuck it. Um, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Cop podcast. Thank you for joining us. Carl Donnelly, Ricky TFC, we'll see you in the second half. Yeah. Windy, back to drop the fucking knowledge, blood. I see you, I got your back. Hi, this is Wendy, back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off with the loanies as usual, Connor Ogilvie was an 86th minute sub for Gillingham in their 3-1 win at Scunthorpe. Tom Glover missed out again for Central Coast Mariners. Josh Onema was a 77th minute sub for Villa in their 3-1 win against Barnsley. For God's sake, bring him home, Poch. 
And Cameron Carter-Vickers has joined Ipswich for the rest of the season. He played 90 minutes in their one-on draw with Bolton. Marcus Edwards missed out for Norwich through injury. And today was announced that Ryan Loft has joined Exeter for the rest of the season. He's someone who's been having various trials. I expect he'll be released at the end of the season. So hopefully he'll impress there and, and maybe even get a permanent move. Moving on to the youth teams, an under-17 squad has travelled to Qatar for the Alcas International Cup. We lost our first match 3-2 against Japanese side Kashiwa. I thought we played really, really well. We should have won the match. We missed lots of chances. Our goals came from... Oh, gosh, he's called the first. Oh, a deflected effort from Dylan Makande. And then a second from Janil Lloyd-Bennett, who was absolutely outstanding on the left. His crossing was a bit of a mixed bag, but he beat his man nearly every time he, he tried to take him on, often beating two at a time. A really exciting performance from him. And we were pegged back. Their first goal was a penalty for handball against Lewis Binks. A little unfortunate, but probably the right decision. And then their other two goals were both flowing attacking moves. It's very difficult to say much about it. They're a good side. Um, overall, we were excellent. Along with Janil Lloyd-Bennett, I thought uh, Paris Magoma was very good, but I was more impressed with Dylan Marcande and uh, Jamie Bolden, actually, in, in the middle of midfield, who is kind of Carrick-esque in style, I suppose. Really impressive performance. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing more of that. If you're listening to this before uh, 4.40 on Tuesday, you can watch our second game against Paris Saint-Germain. Um, if you go to internationalcup.alcas.net, um, you, can, you can stream the matches. The under-18s, meanwhile, have had two wins this week. Firstly, 3-0 against Bournemouth in the Youth Cup. Two goals from uh, Rio Griffiths and one from Ryan Clark. That secures a match against Chelsea, unfortunately, in the next round. And then at the weekend, they won 6-3 against Brighton. Felix Patterson scored a hat-trick from midfield. Rhea Griffith scored another two. And Riddell Richards Jr. scored one. Scott Parker said after the match, I thought Phoenix was very good. He's going in the right direction and he's improved since the start of the season. It's always hard when you come into the building full-time, but he's going from strength to strength. Technically, he's very good. Out of possession, he's improving a lot as well, so I was pleased for him today. Actually, a little anecdote about Parker from the first game in the Alcas Cup. There was a moment when we brought on a substitute and he came on a bit too early for the officials and ended up getting a yellow card. And Scott Parker very calmly but very firmly said to the um, fourth, fourth official, why did you book him? And oh my God, it was terrifying. The way he kept so calm made it even more scary. It was a pretty jobs worth thing to do, to be honest. Anyway, that's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter at Windy Coys. That's Coys for Come On You Spurs. <laughs> Uh, Wendy, thank you so much. Once again. Cheers, Wendy. Assistant. Cheers, mate. Uh, does not rate uh, Pochettino's son as a footballer. He thinks he's, he shouldn't be in the, in the squad. He watched him just now. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, thinks there's a lot of uh, nepotism going on. <laughs> I heard that on the pod last week. I, didn't, I don't know what nepotism is, but... When someone... Uh, Has there ever been a good like, father-son managerial player? Well, there's like Stephen Clements... At Spurs, yeah, Clough, um, Clough, yeah, but he, he, they're all pretty average, weren't they? Probably shouldn't have been given the opportunities they were given. No, yeah, by their family name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 News and articles doing the rounds at the moment. Poirier rules out Malcolm leaving 
Um, Bordeaux in January hasn't ruled out that he'll be signed and loaned back, though. Uh, I so take it Poirier is now manager of Bordeaux, yeah, yeah, and, just, and, he's, and he's just not like, just, yeah, just grab the microphone, just sprout his <laughs> shit. Yeah, just some bloke. Uh, no, no, he's definitely the manager of uh, Bordeaux. Um, and uh, obviously been heavily linked with Malcolm. Yeah. He was going to go to Arsenal, uh, and, and apparently Arsenal or have been discouraged by the conversations that, that, that Spurs and Bordeaux have been having. Right. The story goes that uh, Pochettino and Levy met, um, or represent, representatives thereof, met, met the player out in France, and he's hugely encouraged by what was being said. £40 million plus 10 yeah. add-ons. Uh, I don't know anything about him really. Isn't he a wing? Is he a fast winger? Yeah, yeah nippy I, I winger. I mean, everyone we've got from France has really turned out well. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's good enough or what? The feeling is, isn't that it's like a, a punt like NG and uh, Enkadu. No. Uh, He's got a lot of skill. Yeah. yeah so if you look at his YouTube highlights... <laughs> compilation, yeah. 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 That's, always, that's how we find like, <laughs> what, what bases with, their opinions on What those? is it with YouTube compilation people who, who make them, who had the most horrendous music? To, oh, like, it's yeah. like some weird house or techno. I like the. Uh, oh, I can't remember who it is that do the, the professional kind of scouting videos. Uh, oh, shit. And I, I like the little. Uh, it's kind of uh, this chilled out music they play. I can't remember who the fuck it is, though. <laughs> it's going to annoy me now. All right. Um, yeah, it'd be, so, nice. I mean, it'd be nice. It's nice getting an exciting young player, isn't it? Yeah. Never going to happen. What? For, 40 million, January. Brazilian. What signed then? How much should we spend on Sissoko? Is it 28? <laughs> no, 30. <laughs> 30. <laughs> right, fucking hell, even worse than I thought. Um, yeah, so I mean, don't, I don't think it's out of the remit that we can spunk a bit of money unnecessarily. Uh, yeah, I just can't see it, man. Uh, Lucas Moore's his wages are quite low. He's, like, he's on like 26 grand or something, apparently, at Bordeaux. So, Perfect. you know, chuck him 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to pay you 35,000 pounds a week. What world do we live in where we go like, oh, that's cheap, 35 grand a week. Well, Sanchez uh, getting how much at City? 400, 500. Is it four, 400 grand a week? Yeah, for four tax. Yeah. Lucas Moura, uh, his agent apparently is in London, is linked with both Spurs and Arsenal. Um, although, apparently, according to uh, Dan Kilpatrick, Spurs are not interested. Dan Kilpatrick's on the podcast on Thursday and on the extra inch on Monday. Um, yeah, he's he, he, I know that he has direct links with the club, he works very closely as an ESPN journalist and is trusted. Um, and he so says we're not interested. Apparently, we're not. Uh, unless how does he know though? Like, like, who who is he talking to? Well, he, he, Ask him when he's on the pod. No, like, I, how, <coughs> I know because I've had conversations with him. Who he talks to in the club, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say. No. But based on what he said, it's fucking an amazing source. Yeah. Right. right. Like, the most amazing source, but like, sub one. Right. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that's not to say that these people are going to give information that's <laughs> sensitive to journalists anyway. But, but sometimes they do give out uh, those informa- that information well, to, to, to journalists because well, they, really, they know it's yeah. like smoking mirrors, isn't it? Mm. Or sometimes it's a loaded sort of comment to get, you know, so that, to get to the players, people as well. You know, there's, there's, yeah. They use the media sometimes for their own, Absolutely. For their own game. Always, always. Um, uh, Le- Levy would resist any bid from Real Madrid for Harry Kane. Up to a point. <coughs> yeah. what, 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 would, what price would you think that would be... If they offer £200 pounds. you're I, telling me he wouldn't consider it? No, I don't think he would. Really? Well, uh, look, if you think how it, much was Neymar? 
198. <clears throat> I think, I think it, it would it would have to be well over it. I think in order to get Neymar over the line, it was a weirdly constructed deal where it was a fee paid to Neymar by the Qatari uh, government or whoever, the king or I don't know whoever it might have been. Some <laughs> yeah. some bastard with a lot of money paid uh, Neymar a fee to be an ambassador for the World Cup in Qatar. Yeah. And so it wasn't PSG who are owned by the same people who uh, paid that fee. Nice. And, and the how reason is that, God, how is that allowed? But it is it is allowed because ultimately <laughs> Neymar could buy out his contract. Right. So there was no transfer fee, but an agreement between the player and the, and the club. It's crazy. So it is crazy, but I think that's the kind of thing that needs to happen in order to buy a player for that amount of money with yeah. financial fair play existing. Yeah. So if Harry Kane was asked to, to have to be bought by. Real Madrid, it'd be some sort of state-sponsored transfer where yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't come out of... Real Madrid don't have to justify the amount of money. Yeah, but no, I'm saying, I'm saying I, I have faith that they would resist. But I think Levy would have to consider well, it. He's not a nutter either. No, he's, he's, he's not a, a nutter, but as well. yeah. if Harry Kane on your side guarantees you Champions League football yeah, for yeah, three yeah, years, totally. it's much more valuable to have him in the team with sponsorship rights and all the rest of it than... Um, than selling for £200 million now, with, of which you might get £100 million. Right, end of the season, imagine we finish sixth and they come in and offer £300 million. You're telling me Levy wouldn't start oh, considering no, Yeah, he would, that would be it. £300 mil. He may do, but he's, he's, he's outwardly positioned, can't ever be, yeah, we're willing to sell. Absolutely not. I, so, don't, I, I don't want him to sell. I hope it never happens, but I also have... I, under, I, I've, do you, I understand do you get that Levy's a businessman. That Kane's softening to the idea of leaving I don't think he. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he. Think, I don't know if he knows it, if he thinks he'd work over there or, you know, he's got I, it good at the minute. Give it a couple. You know, give it a couple of years, boy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think once you kind of like you, you're breaking these records, and if I don't know when you get to like if you're at a club and you've been there for, for years and you've seen so many people coming and going and yeah. this that and the other, and like at the age of like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, whatever, and you want a bit of sun. Yeah. You want you know, and if you're still at that level, and you can go to a, like an enormous club like Real or Barca or whoever, I think you are going to go. Yeah, you'll always look. Um, my favourite tweet of the week, and this wasn't. We asked the questions before we're doing the podcast, and this came from Tottenham Zion. Uh, he says in caps, "Buy some fucking players, Levy, and put stop making shit subs." That's not two questions. Sorry, it's statements. And, and then in small, <laughs> in small characters, read them out, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, mate. Uh, they've been read out. Uh, you know, absorb that as you will. Uh, questions. Neil Custis from The Sun said that the, um, if it were not for injury, Ari, um, Andy Carroll would be Harry Kane. What's the worst footballing opinion you've ever had with glorious hindsight? That's from Windy. I'll tell you a good one. This isn't my... I think he's, he's, that's a loaded statement. He wants us to just say it again. My, I, do, I, can't, I mean, I've probably had some terrible ones in my time, but um, my mate Niall uh, used to... Th- when, uh, when, Matt, when Roy Keane got kicked out of the Ireland squad and Matt Holland got bumped up, I think maybe his captain, mm. my mate Niall was, said genuinely that uh, Matt Holland was as good, if not better, than Roy Keane. <laughs> and I remember we were like, you're mental, mate. And it was just like, you know, he just, he just didn't like Kings. He didn't like him messing yeah. up the island camp. Yeah, yeah. And he just tried, for about a year, he tried to convince us. <laughs> Matt Holland. Matt Holland was as good as Roy Keane. <laughs> one of the shittest footballing opinions I've ever... emblazoned in my mind. <laughs> I think what Wendy's getting at here is the, the episode where we laughed in Wendy's face at 
for suggesting that Harry Kane would leave Tottenham's line one day. Yeah. Um, so that's what it's about. It's Wendy just pushing his agenda. Yeah, he loves an again. agenda. He loves an agenda. <laughs> Absolutely gender-driven. So in, any conversation about Kieran Trippier, Jermaine Defoe. Moussa Dembele. Dembele. Yeah. Uh, you know, fiercely, fiercely defensive of his agenda, even if it holds no real weight in any conversation. Uh, so there you go, Wendy. Thanks for sending in your question. Uh, Seinfeld87 says, Been a season ticket holder for 13 years, been going since I was eight, been offered loads of money and an opportunity in Australia. Uh, should I go uh, and experience new things or should I stay for Tottenham? As, as, a, as a man who loves Australia. I like Australia. I spend a bit of time out there every year. Like it? Or love? I love it, mate. Yeah? Yeah, I could see myself living there one day. Yeah. yeah. Why did I, so, I hate it so much? They don't hate us. Oh, they do. It's a lie, mate. Just cricket fans. I think the cricket fans have a... The Barmy Army. Yeah. But they don't like the Barmy Army. Well, no one likes the Barmy Army. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the fucking yeah, Barmy yeah, Army. Yeah, yeah. But, um, You're not representative <laughs> of us. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like a lot of England fans don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't piss on them if they're on fire. <laughs> I, I understand that they are part of the same... Tribe, um, I it's uh, yeah, I mean, gotta go, yeah, gotta, gotta go, mate. Come you've on, we go. all love yeah. Tottenham, but yeah, you also do, you will live forever, not ever, but you know, you've got if he's what he's 30. 13 years, he's 30, he's 30. Oh, right, okay, so he, he, he's he, got a lot of life. Like, of if, you're, if you're a heavy drinker, you've got at best maybe another 30, right? Yeah, so at 60 years old, you're gonna die. If if he's Spur- a healthy bloke, he's well, got another sixty years on him. Yeah, he could well have. And, and Spurs, Spurs, where do you want to retire here in, in the sunshine? Yeah, listen, Spurs, Spurs. It's not even retiring. It's like now. Spurs, Spurs will always be there for you, and you'll find a way of supporting yeah. Tottenham while you're there. But you've got if this is an opportunity. Like anyone can carve out a career in England, more or less. Yeah, my old man, um, he was uh, <coughs> he, he was given an opportunity to to go and work in Spain. And um, he was gonna. He was like saying, like, every single time he, he'd bring it up, he'd, he'd always say like, oh, I don't know where to go. And even though it's like a two-hour flight or whatever, and he'd be like, oh, but we're going to go and see Tottenham, would I? Yeah, and every, every time it was Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham it wasn't about his children. <laughs> what about that he would miss his grandchildren? If like, it was just about Tottenham, mm. uh, he went and done it. And then after like two years, packed it in, come back. That's it. Too much. Had enough. Had enough. Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to be around Spurs. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes you were just built to go... Would it, would it be in, in your psyche at all to turn down an opportunity? Um, if... Like, uh, Australia's a long way away. That's too far for me. Far too far. Well, we're at Turkey. Uh, Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it in Turkey. Um, but, you know, I've supported a lot. I've been in season to get older for 12 years. Watched Tottenham, uh, fuck knows how many times and how many games, but... And I still love going to watch Tottenham, but if the opportunity was there, like I think I'd, I think I'd, um, I'd give it a go. You know, I yeah. think, I think, why not, man? Yeah, why not? You know, what last thing he wants is you know being at a, being at a shitty like Wednesday night cold match against West Brom in twenty forty three. Yeah, cold. Yeah. That could be. In Australia, we lose one nil. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I've got, but I've got seven hundred loyalty points. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it is an amazing thing, like going away and watching Spurs and uh, and experiencing all the good stuff you do. Like, there's no place I'd rather be on this planet um, for the four or five minutes where you're just on the cusp of victory against a great yeah, rival. Yeah, yeah. You know, Dortmund at home this season, yeah. Liverpool at home this season, Real Madrid, you know, the five-one ten-year anniversary, the five-one win 
over Arsenal uh, at White Lane. These are moments in my life that don't define me, but certainly make me a part of who yeah. I am because the greatest and most loved experiences you've had do define who you are, I guess. Um, that said, it's like four or five minutes on a Wednesday night or a Saturday afternoon, like going out to Australia. I don't know if he's got kids or anything. If he hasn't, that would be a lot of... He's wealthy, yeah. so he can enjoy himself out there. Yeah, you can go and watch on one of our moody pre-season tours. Yeah. <laughs> when we're playing like yeah, yeah, just yeah. For a couple of Melbourne Wackaroos or something. Just <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years, give it a go, I'd say. <laughs> Wackaroos. <laughs> uh, you... <laughs> that was from Seinfeld 87. It says, uh, uh, you versus a slightly over-the-hill polar bear that has a fairly s- severe nut allergy. You are armed with three Snickers bars and a rolling pin. Are you confident you could take it? James Morton on Facebook. Yeah. Well, but would, they, they're all hungry. As a vegan, would you, would you feel bad about whacking a rolling pin around the head of a polar bear? Well, yeah, but it's, if it's, he's literally saying it's you versus, if it's me, mm. or, me or that polar bear. What kind bear, of tactics would you? Well, I'd give it the Snickers and let it die naturally. Well, <laughs> unnaturally, really. Yeah, but I'm Snickers my... grow in the wild. But <laughs> I, um, yeah. I mean, I reckon if you threw a polar bear... It would eat it. What kind of fucking scumbag has free Snickers on him? I know. Yeah, yeah I'd lie, lie it down, like, not the polar bear, but lie, lie the Snickers down in a row. No, actually, what I'd do is I'd get a, a butter knife and I'd, I'd cut chunks of the Snickers bar so I've got more to play with because it's not just one log, little log. You've got multiple things. Then a huge line and I'd run around and whack it on his head and then run away and then he'd get diverted by the... Uh, Snickers, yeah, and, and I'd hit him on the head again until, yeah. until he was dead. And hopefully, by the end of the Snickers, he was borderline takeable. Yeah, or use the rolling pin to roll out the Snickers into some sort of body armor. Swear, is it? Invincible to the sea. <laughs> 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 you got to go. I've got to go in a minute. I've got two minutes. Two minutes, all right. I've got my Fitbit, mate. I've got yeah. one minute. Yeah. And I've got a 91 heartbeat. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> it's racing. <laughs> a polar bear chat Carl really got to me. Carl Dunley has the most pimped out Fitbit I've ever seen. Cool, yeah, it? it's all right. Angster, mate. Is I, uh, this is true. I got it for my birthday two weeks ago. Two weeks ago? Yeah. No, um, like how many steps are you doing in a day? Um, I'm, so it's days when I'm knocking out 17,000 17,000 17, steps 17,000 steps yeah, yeah, yeah I love a walk you're not having it on while you're knocking one out do you still not knock one out this is the thing because it monitors your sleep so I've, there's, I've been leaving it on every night just, just for a couple of weeks to see what my sleeping pattern's like mm. and naturally I have left it on a few times when during a little bit of me time me time your father no yeah, yeah, um, uh, uh, actual oh, really? full blown so it's full so, fat sex <laughs> and, um, it's, uh, <laughs> and then afterwards you cannot help Roll over and check your heartbeat, mate. I mean, no, it's, it's good. 122 last time. <laughs> Just as I finish, bang. I, I do the oh, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 122. It's good work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm proud of you. Workout, isn't it? What, um, what, so as a man who's in a relationship and uh, you know, a very healthy yeah. work relationship, do you think your wanking has gone up or down since in, it been in this relationship? And mine's right down at the minute. Yeah, same as me. I've really, I've really, in the last year... Not phased it out. But intentionally phased it out? Uh, not massive. Well, I'll tell you what I have phased out is porn. Oh, I don't like no. it anymore. No. I can't get on board with it. I've tried when I've, you know, I'm, I'm better now if I'm, you know, if I'm away for a few days gigging. So naturally I will, you know, have to... Yeah, of course. ...lighten the load. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'll, I'll now go old school, mate. Mindy. Mindy, mate. 
Right, Rick loves a mind yeah, mind yeah. yeah. He's still, he's still, yeah, 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 still mindy, man. Yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. Doing yeah. It. So it's you're healthy. It's healthy. Porn rots your insides, man. It does if you if you. If you double down in it and get properly involved in the porn industry, no, no, but that's the thing. Once that's the thing. The once I watched one documentary about two years ago, and I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, well, I, I won't. Every, every net at a minute, every two days, there's a story about a porn star committing oh, suicide. So I've just ta- I've tapped out, mate. I just decided. No, I understand out. that. But do you ever feel like just spread an extra edge? Go back to the porn stars that you've I've heard tried. about. No, I've tried. No, I've tried. I mean, the last last month, I've tried to go back and look at like watch porn as a as an aid. And it's ended up just I've tapped I've been like nah, shut it down. Really? Yeah. I can't is my, my my I, I've, I made, I've, I've some weird moral turn has been made in my life. Oh, is that amateur, right? No. But then how you never know if it is amateur. They, all you, you do is you release an European accent, you're like, ah oh, fuck this isn't amateur, yeah, mate. Yeah, She's been yeah, picked yeah. up some, like in, in some far yeah. flung region of each for the former yeah. Soviet Union. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get in there, go on then. And then for 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 the pleasure of some fucking Geezer who earns too much money exactly. on his own on a Wednesday night, yeah. fucking half a gram of cocaine, sitting there for eight yeah. hours wanking away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for his benefit. Wearing it down to a nub. Yeah, to a nub. <laughs> like a bruised, bloody little nub. <laughs> pathetic. You are pathetic, Ricky. <laughs> hate you so much. Um, all right, I'd, we've got one, one last question, um, and then we can all just fuck off home. Um, do you always look at your first wipe at uh, Oside Hotspur? Yeah. Of course you do. I, I like look for every, at every yeah. wipe. Because you need to know how much more you yeah. need. Yeah, just guess. Yeah. Have you used um, flushable wet wipes? No. Then, no. then ones, they're, they're, made, they're not just wet wipes, they are made by the toilet paper companies. Yeah. Andre, so, so you, it's actually a wet wipe that you can use on your batty crease. We had Dave, nice. Dave Alvey Ward, who you met before, yeah. and he, he talks, he's like swears by the, something called the bum gun. Oh, what, in the Middle East? Yeah. It's the best thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. He's like, got one fitted in the UK now. Has he? Yeah. That is quality. Mm. It's basically, cause I, I think a B-Day looks disgusting. Yeah. Because you've got to sit over the tap. But like like some sort of female. That's what it feels like. I'm being demasculated yeah. by sitting on a B-Day. It's yeah. like, this is not for me. But it's, <laughs> it's a gun, mate, so you feel like a real man yeah. shooting up your ass. You've got a more masculine than shooting a stream of water up your own ass. <laughs> so, it feels quite nice, actually. Oh, it's, like, it is really nice, actually. <laughs> and in a hot country as well, because it cools you down. Yeah. Turns out that's like a real just... <laughs> don't even cool... You haven't even been through shit. You just want to go and gun myself. It says to me, where are you off to? I'm just going to bum gun myself. All right, that's it for Fighting Cop Podcast. Thank you very much, so Carl Donnelly. Once again, go and enjoy your gig. It's, do you need to do any promotion, or are you too big uh, for that? Not now? really. If no, people want to listen, I do a spin-off podcast that's fun called Babysitting Trevor, which is we've on, we're on season just released season two, and it's just very silly. What's Six it? episodes a series. And what's it about? It's about an old Australian mate of ours called Trevor Crook, me and Chris, who do our normal podcast. And he's 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 very eccentric and he's got a lot of anxiety issues and so he's got to take care crazy. of him. Yeah, so we basically we've taken him out and do stuff to try and find stuff to alleviate his mind. <laughs> he's also really dirty and, he, like, and like, he's a bit of a filth bag. So. Is he aware that you're making a podcast? I know like? we're mates with him. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we've been mates for years and. Like, he's just so naturally funny, but also so eccentric. Is he a comedian? He is, yeah. But he's very... He doesn't really gig much anymore, and he just sits around watching cricket and, like, goes... He goes to fetish clubs on his own. And, just... <laughs> and why, do, why do you need to babysit him? Because he's... he's can't take it. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of weird anxieties. Like, he can't walk past graveyards and stuff like that. He's got these weird OCD obsessions with Is death. he... Was he involved in uh, narcotics and stuff? No, not at all. Really? He's, just a, he's just an eccentric, older Australian man. 
right. so me and Chris now we go out and do activities like take him to yoga and stuff and see if we can help his mind and it ends up with him just slacking us off <laughs> this is all recorded all recorded oh, I mean, we, we don't record the actual activity we record the aftermath all right. before. So <laughs> and this is called babysitting but... Trevor Brilliant. it's really silly and fun right, on that note as well I've got a, a new podcast that I've got lined up to you that you don't know about this right. but it, it's about um, you don't have to tell me everything it's about drugs right. uh, and uh, I'm working with two people two anthrop- anthropologists yeah. who who are interested in uh, nootropics and psychedelics. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's an eight-part uh, documentary about taking drugs and not just for recreational value, sometimes for therapeutic yeah. means. Health reasons? Health reasons. Just because... No, it's not health... I, <laughs> no, I mean, if anything, it's made me want to do more. <laughs> But we'll see. All right, thank you very much. Cheers. See you next week. Bye. (laughs) 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 This monkey's no longer the big dog. Ricky is. I'm not a big dog. (laughs) You are. I'm just a main Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 When I clock out of the hospital at 6 p.m., I'm not done for the night. That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in, and she's got orcs to slay. Sure, I'm playing a 13-year-old in Scranton, but he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth. So I need to stay on top of my game. What'd you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I can focus on stealing his gold before his mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.